Hello, 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 and welcome or welcome back to the Reality Hall Podcast with me, your favorite hall for reality TV, Anne-Claire Oublier. And in today's podcast episode, we are going to talk about Vanderpump Rules Reunion Part 1. I think this one, this episode was the best reunion Vanderpump Rule has ever had. You can't tell me it was not. It was so chaotic. It was so funny. Like, I was laughing. But when I tell you laughing, I was laughing out loud. It was an amazing reunion. Like, Sandoval, like, was defeated the entire reunion. He was slouching in his couch, looking down, looking defeated. He was not even defending himself because every time he was talking, Ariana had her two attack dog, Lala and James, ready to bite Sandoval's face off like he would say uh-uh, shut up shut up they would not let him go every time he would try to defend himself every time he would try to explain they would not let him speak and that was very very funny and I can tell that Andy enjoyed it because every time that there was chaos and um Lala and James were screaming or James was leaving to go to the bathroom, quote unquote, he wouldn't say anything. He would because usually he would be like, stop talking, let him talk, let him speak. But no, he did not do that once this entire reunion. It was amazing. I've watched it once, only once, but I'll watch it a second time and a third time. I think I'm gonna watch it once a day, uh, until the next reunion, because that was just a good reunion. Like I'm sure I'm gonna miss plenty of gems, but next week. When I cover the reunion again, the part two, I'm going to come back to gems that I missed because there's too much. Like, I have six pages of notes. And I tried not to pose, but I have six pages of notes. It's fucking funny. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the reunion part one in this episode. And I'm also going to touch a little bit about the Call uh, Daddy podcast with uh, Ariana Maddox that she did. It came out three days ago. It was two hours long, guys. It was so long. Was it interesting? Well, I'm going to talk about it later. So, yeah. So, let's talk about the reunion. So, it starts. I didn't know that Andy had a one-on-one with Ariana, Tom, and Raquel separately, obviously, one-on-one. And so, it starts like that. Um, and we hear Andy ask, how did it go from a one-night stand to a seven-month affair? <laughs> Green, black screen or whatever. Um... It's Sandoval last chance to explain how it happened. Raquel's also last chance to explain how it happened, whatever, whatever. So at the time of the reunion, uh, Tom and Ariana still live together, but Ariana hadn't seen Raquel since the affair got exposed. So the reunion would be her first time to see Raquel. And we didn't see Raquel in this reunion because she fucking put a TRO on Sheena. So Sheena and her could not be in the same space. And, you know, at first I was wondering, why did she um, fill out a restraining order against Sheena? Because technically Sheena is not the one that she should be afraid of. She should be afraid of Lala and James because they're like literal literal attack dogs, you know? Like, they're not going to let you breathe. But no, it's Shishi, Shishu, your big sister that you're putting a restraining order on. And I thought about it. And I think it's because, you know, 
Rachel, deep inside, she's a good girl, deep down inside, she was corrupted, morally corrupted by um, Sandoval, and she could not stand to face Ariana and Sheena, like the only two people that actually do matter to her, because I do believe that she cared for Ariana, she liked Ariana, and I believe a thousand percent that she loved Sheena and that she saw her as her big sister, because Sheena, she, in her head, in Raquel's head, having an affair with Tom Sandoval wouldn't have an effect on hers and Sheena's relationship because she could not, she, she, we do know Raquel is a bambi-eyed bitch. She could not think past that. But having to face Sheena and Raquel at the reunion, Sheena and Ariana at the reunion, looking at them would be too much. She wouldn't be able to keep her composure. She would start crying. She can, she can handle James and Lala yelling and screaming at her and calling her a fucking bitch but what she can't handle is Sheena's tears because Sheena would have cried and Sheena would have been like I've done everything for you I paid I gave you a house when you had nowhere to live blah, blah. and I don't think she could handle that so that thing that's why she put the temporary thing the temporary restraining order against Sheena she was like I need to relieve and I, I need to alleviate some of that pain that I'm gonna feel so Sheena you're out and uh, yes, yeah, so we didn't have Raquel this entire episode. But anyway, uh, on the one-on-one, Andy asked uh, Tom when he realized that he had feelings for Raquel. And Tom said he realized he had feelings for Raquel last year. After the guys' night, the next day, they went to the Mondrian. And then they went to um, the alley. And they kissed slash hooked up on that night. Um, Ariana was not suspicious at all. Because as we... As she told us on the Call of Daddy uh, podcast, she had access to Tom Sandoval's phone. She had access to the iPad. He would let her snoop in. He would let her watch. But he would just clean the phone before. Or it was, it was just such a good liar. If he says, I'm going at Schwartz's, he's at Schwartz's. We don't know what he's doing at Schwartz's. We didn't know he was fucking Raquel in that second bedroom, in the two-bedroom apartment that Tom has. But that's what he was doing. So how can you be suspicious? If my man tells me I'm at my best friend's house, my business partner's house, and when I look on checking, find my phone, I see him. Well, I see him at, at Schwartz's house. I'm like, okay, he didn't lie. He's having a beer with his best friend. He's doing mushroom with his best friend. Good for him. So yeah, so Ariana was not suspicious at all. And then Andy asked um, Tom, was he with Raquel? during glamping and tom says no ah we know that's a lie because Schwartz is gonna say that it's not true in a minute so he says no they were not together so apparently they hooked up on the night of guys night they hooked up the next night and then they took a break and it did not happen for months and then they started seeing each other again and uh, they picked up they started their affair on the night of at the Mondrian, then they took a break, and before BravoCon, a little bit before BravoCon, they started seeing each other again. And then Andy, oh my god, asked him. He says, uh, Ariana and Raquel were often front row at your concert cheering for you. So did he turn you on to see your mistress and your nine years life partner together cheering for you? Did he turn you off? And Tom Sandoval is like, oh no, God, no. But that is not the truth. Tom Sandoval had a hard on, a hard on, brick hard every time 
Raquel and Ariana would be in the same room. That it felt so, I believe, it's my opinion, I believe it felt so powerful. It felt untouchable. My wife and my mistress are friends. They're best friends. So me hanging out with my best friend. So when I hang out, when I hang out with my wife, I have my mistress. When I hang out with my mistress, I have my wife. When I fuck my mistress in our living room, I can go back upstairs and fuck my wife. Oh my god, I am sure this man had a hard on every time Ariana and Raquel were in the same room. So Andy, thank you for asking this question. Thank you, because you it clearly shows me that Andy knows what type of character Sandoval is. A demented, twisted, 40-year-old having a mental midlife crisis. Like, clearly. Clearly. And Ariana tells us that she was more hurt by Raquel, Raquel because, um, well, we know men are trash. We, even though when we trust our partner, we know that they can betray us any minute. But our sisters, women, what about sorority? We, that's why we're always shocked when we have, like, oh, a woman is actually a child molester. We're like, oh, how dare she? A mother abandoned their child. Oh, how dare she? Because we put, we have, we believe that women are so better with their morals. We're supposed to be better. Like, if women, well, she said it in the, in the call me daddy interview. She's like, if women get together, we're going to be unstoppable. No one is going to tell us we can't do stuff because the will of a woman, the loyalty of a woman, is so much greater than the one of a man that when a woman betrays another woman we're like shocked and we did not expect that so that's why she's more hurt by rachel betraying her because what about sorority and raquel yeah what about sorority like girl come on come on you could have had that affair with ariana instead of tom (laughs) you would have turned out a lot better even for us the public we would have been a lot more comfortable with Ariana and Raquel having an affair than Tom and Raquel having an affair. Guys, this is somewhere I really want you to let me know if you would have felt better with Ariana Raquel than Tom Raquel. I know I would have because, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's different when women do it. Although it might not be, but I just think it is different. Uh, and then Tom explains why he cheated. He said that uh, he cheated because he felt like he was Ariana's gay best friend. And I'm like, dude, no. You're not, you're just her best friend. And just because you like girly things or she likes Beyonce and what she love Island doesn't make you gay, okay? That just makes you her best friend. And if you're her best friend, guess what? You're also her boyfriend. So you get to fuck her. So you get to have sex more than four times a year. Which we know you had sex more than four times a year because in the Call of Daddy um, a podcast, Ariana says that in January they had sex multiple times. In February they had sex multiple times. He was having sex with Ariana while having sex with Raquel. He says that also, they also exposed that in the reunion. So like, how were you a gay BFF? Would a gay BFF have sex with her BFF? No, they would not. No, they would not. So you are just, he just wanted to have the best of both worlds. And that's, yeah. Anyway, and then he accuses Ariana of keeping elements of the relationship off TV. And then we have a flashback of Ariana complaining to producers, uh, of Tom complaining to producers about that. And then Ariana said yes, answers, because Andy asked her the same thing. Andy says, Tom said that you wanted to keep 
the relationship of TV. Well, the problem in the relationship of TV is he said, yeah, I wanted to keep the relationship of TV because I was coached by Tom. Tom always came to me and were like, if we don't have the same answers, if we don't, if we are not on the same page, people are going to think there's crack in our relationship and they're going to try to destroy us. So it's better that we have our answers set together. So that's why Ariana wanted to always defend Tom because she had manipulated her in thinking that a good wife, you know, like you saw those, you, we all know those Twitter quotes like, oh yeah, my wife will always have my back in public and the only time she'll tell me I, I'm wrong is in private. Uh-uh, no, you're supposed to, and I kind of believe in that. I kind of believe in that, but you are supposed to hold your business, your significant other accountable in the moment because if you do it after, but you have backed him up in front of everyone, gas him up, just like Tom Sandoval. And I really like the fact that Ariana said she was coached by Tom, just like Rachel is being coached by Tom too. Because yeah, I've had a 360 in the past two, three weeks. I actually now see, well, not a 360, a 180, because the 360 is just going back where I was, where I was. I see, I now see Rachel as a victim. I see her as a victim and it kills me to say that, but like, yeah, Rachel, Ariana saw it too. She was coached by Tom. Rachel was coached by Tom. And in this episode, Rachel is like so shocked to learn that Ariana and Tom were still having sex. She had no idea. And there's other things that will make me believe that in the Corey Daddy podcast, Ariana says that Raquel is the one that started the um, open relationship rumors. But she started the open relationship rumors because Tom Sandoval had told her that Ariana and him were in an open relationship. So, of course, Raquel believed that, first of all, first of all, Raquel believed that Ariana and Tom were about to not be together anymore. And then when Ariana told Raquel, no, I love this man and I want to have sex with him and I don't want to leave him, Raquel came back to Tom and was like, she doesn't want to leave you. She doesn't know you guys are on a break. What's up? And then Tom was like, oh, but I guess we are in an open relationship and I did not want to tell you because she doesn't want to tell me, she doesn't want me to tell anyone. And so, yes, she was manipulated. I see her as a victim, a dumb victim, but a victim nonetheless. Okay, so that's all for the one-on-ones between uh, Tom and Ariana. We still don't see the one-on-one with Raquel, but it's going to be in the next, in the part two of the reunion. So I'm going to take a little break and then I'm going to come and talk to you guys about what happened during the actual reunion. Okay, I'm back, guys. I had a little oat latte, and I'm ready to talk about the reunion. So the reunion starts with Andy joking with Schwartz, and he's like, were you silent or were you silenced? And Schwartz is going to let us know that he was silenced because he's going to put some truth bomb out there <laughs> in a couple of minutes. But... Uh, Andy explains that for legal reason, Raquel's not there, blah, blah, blah. And then, before they start the reunion, Andy asks Tom if he wants to say something to the group before they start. And Tom starts fake crying. <laughs> I, would, I would like, and oh my God, the two attack dogs plus Katie and Ariana are both like, stop it, stop this bullshit, stop the fake crying, you're not crying, man, I didn't even listen, like, they bully him, <laughs> into stopping the fake cry, so, all of a sudden, that's when he started getting defeated, 
because Tom had a plan to come into that reunion and be the victim. And Ariana tells him, you're not the victim, man. Or maybe it's James. Maybe it's James. Guys, there was so much chaos. You couldn't know who was speaking. Plus, my subtitles were like delayed. It was awful. But anyway, he thought he was going to be able to be the victim, but he can't because everyone gets on his throat and he's like, you got to stop fake crying. So he stopped fake crying. Eyes are now all dry. They were dry since the beginning. Eyes are now dry. And he says he appreciates everybody for being there for Ariana during this time. Sir, excuse me, what do you mean you appreciate everyone being there during this time? You have no right appreciating people's loving your ex-girlfriend that you humiliated on national TV in front of millions of people, okay? Okay? Like, they would not have to be there. I do not fuck up. You could not be there for her when a dog died, when a grandma died, but you appreciate the fact that everyone is there for her mental health during this difficult period of time. Fuck you, Cam Sandoval. Fuck you. Just like Lara said, shut up. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, and then he says, Ariana, I love you and I apologize. And then we span onto Rachel's face, which is, Rachel was shook that he said, I love you. But then Ariana does not accept the apology, obviously. Eh? Obviously. But I was baffled. How dare you tell her I love you? When you apologize, it's too late. It's too late to apologize. It's too late. Send over. You fucked up. It's too late, man. I'm sorry. Like, the fake crying and then the I love you and the appreciate. Like, my man, my man, stop digging. Stop digging. Like, just stand still. But that's what he does at actor. He stands still. Look at the ground. Stop digging. <laughs> he kind of listened to our advice because he saw that the bullshit was not gonna be accepted. Anyway, uh, Ariana says, I don't believe you, you can fuck off. Yeah, I don't believe you love me. I don't believe you apologize. I just believe you are, you're only apologizing because you got caught. Okay? Okay. And then, um, uh, Andy asks Lara what she thinks about them still living together. And she thinks that it's not healthy for them to still live together because Sandoval is a dangerous human being. And then she compares uh sandoval and randall and she says that in 10 years sandoval is going to be just like randall do i believe she was right there mm, i believe that sandoval just like randall is a narcissist and sandoval just like randall takes advantage of women that are not strong enough to defend themselves that i think that they are similar on do I think that Sandoval is as dangerous as Randall in the sense of Sandoval doesn't have a casting couch. Sandoval is not stealing money from people. Well, he did steal $250,000 from his parents. And he did steal half of the house from Ariana to invest in his business while he was fucking for his parents. So, you know, I don't know because it's a slippery slope. You know, I kind of see what she means. And also she was like, I couldn't get Randall to stay home. And then when shit hit the fan, I couldn't get him the fuck out of the house. And it's kind of what happened. Like Ariana said on the Call It Daddy podcast that before that, Sandoval would maybe spend, I don't know, three to four hours a day in the house. You know, he would come sleep and then go out and do mushroom and start again, you know, then practice restaurant, just hanging out with people, yeah, being with fans. Okay. 
and now he's constantly in the house and he's mad when Ariana has friends over in the house because obviously they're against him. So, yeah, I, I kind of see what Lala means. It's a slippery slope. But then Lisa Vanderpump had the audacity to try and defend Sandoval and be like, Lala, Lala, I think you're crossing the line there. Lisa, I think you're crossing the line here. Shut the fuck up. Sit down. Okay? Anyway, so she tries to defend Sandoval. And I'm so proud of Lala for standing up and not kissing the ring and being like, I didn't ask for anyone's advice, uh, anyone's opinion. And Lisa is like, well, I gave you mine. And she's like, okay, thank you. I deny it. I, I, I don't accept it. I was like, oh, yes. Lisa Vanderpump, you know, it's a Vanderpump rules. Okay, your name is in it. You're a productive, you're executive producer. But stay in your lane. Because Lisa is defending Tom because, granted, I said it before and I'll say it again. Cheating happens. Cheating is not the worst thing you can do. There's level to the cheating. Cheating is one of the worst things you can do, but there's level to how bad it is. Cheating, a one-night stand with a girl at a club, meh, it's bad, but it's a low-level cheating. You know, like low-level, you know, like charges in court, it's a low-level cheating. Emotional affair, higher level than physical for me, but still. Then you have the affair with your coworker or with a girl, that you have for months and months and years and you guys are in a relationship basically that is a terrible affair and then there is the ultimate ultimate betrayal you can do which is having an affair physical and emotional for months slash years with my best friend slash sister <laughs> slash mother and that is what Sandoval did it is the highest level of offense for cheating crime it is a crime <laughs> so yeah lisa i understand what you're trying to say that it's not the worst but it is the worst what sandoval did it is the worst so lisa shut the fuck up lala i'm happy that you um told that old woman because i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure lisa cheated on ken Ken cheated on Lisa. But it's also, you know, how do you cheat on me? Who do you cheat on me with? Ariana was bamboozled. Everyone was bamboozled. They were living a true double life. Like two people were lying to like 10, 20 people every day that God made. So yes, Lisa, it is dangerous. And I'm siding with Lala. Anyway, and then Ariana, um, what's his name? Andy asks Ariana if she thinks that the lack of intimacy is the reason that there was a divide between her and Tom. And Ariana is like, I'm sorry, but I don't know why we are, um, we are the second in this relationship. Because even if we had the lack of intimacy, a lack of intimacy, you do not cheat on me. You either go to couples therapy and you try to fix it. Or you leave me. You don't cheat on me with my best friend for seven months. So, like, let's stop dissecting that affair. And then she says, anyway, even if the intimacy created the device, Tom created the divide in our relationship when he started having sex with other people. And then again, Lisa is trying to defend Tom. And she's like, oh, Raquel is not other people. And Ariana tells her with respect and how she should tell her. 
There was Raquel, there was also Miami girl, and there was also other people. So shut the fuck up, Lisa, and stop defending that asshole. She didn't say that, but I say it, you know, but that's what she meant. And I'm very happy that Ariana is like, Lisa, I'm still friend with you, but you better watch out. You better watch out. You better na na center close. I'm sorry. I'm such in a happy mood. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry for the for the singing. Anyway, um, and then that's when she drops the bomb and says, anyway, lack of intimacy. I don't know what that means because Tom and I were having sex during that period of time, and then that's when they pan to Raquel's head and she's shocked that Tom was cheating on Ariana with her, but he was also cheating on her with Ariana. And see, that's why Raquel is also a little victim in all that, because she looked shocked when Ariana said that in January, in February, in March, they were having sex. Good old sex. Okay? Okay. Anyway, then we move on to... um. James wanting to talk about how he felt when he known, discovered the affair. And he wants to talk about it because people often forgot that he's also affected by the Scandal affair. Because he just had... Rachel had just, you know, um, how do you call that? She had just uh, cancelled their, 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 their engagement. Is that how you call it? Cancelling an engagement? She just has said, okay, I want to marry you, and now I don't want to marry you. So he's also in the affair, because Rachel, the second person in the scandal, is his ex-fiancé. So he says that he felt betrayed by Tom, because he saw Tom as a big brother. Tom paid for Rachella. And then Tom tried to say, you saw me as your big brother, but I was not your big brother. You fucked Christine a week before I was supposed to move in with you guys, you were supposed to be roommate, and then you fuck Kristen, and then that's when Lala and James just get irate, and they yell, "Yeah, but yours and Kristen relationship was not the same. That was my ex fiance. That was your nine year partner. How can you compare?" And I agree. How do you compare Kristen and Ariana? How do you compare Rachel and Kristen? It has no comparison. I'm sorry. And then so James stands up and he goes to the bathroom. He says, I need to go to the bathroom. We all know what he's doing in that bathroom, eh? If you know what I mean. He's snoring some coke. <laughs> this is our favorite cokehead. My favorite one was Jack's, but James is my second favorite cokehead. And then that's when he calls Tom, you're just a worm with a mustache. And then he comes back and he will stop talking. So <laughs> Lisa tells him, you're going to go spend time in your trailer. And he's like, oh, I'm going to be sending time out. Boo-boo. Well, James was such comedic relief. I was cracking up. Every time he was opening his mouth, he had so many one-liners. I could not get them all in writing. That is exactly why I'm going to look, I'm going to, watch this episode multiple times just so that i can catch all the everything that happened and i need peacock because i'm in canada and uh well we don't have peacock i have au so i can watch the episode like two hours after they hear in the us but 
Peacock, how do I get the extended version? How do I get the unbeeped version of that reunion? If someone wants to give me their Peacock account, you know, I have a VPN, so I could give you my VPN, you could give me your Peacock account. You know, we could we could we could help each other. Let's help each other. Please. Please. Anyway, after James has finished, you know, throwing a tantrum, acting like a little kid that he is, we have Schwartz starting to explain his timeline of when he uh, learned about the affair. And that is when I was like, hmm. When Andy asked him, were you being silent or were you being silenced? Schwartz was being silenced. He was being silenced because he's no longer silent now that he, everything is out. So Schwartz says that in July, he was starting hearing from Sandoval that Sandoval was not happy, started telling him about the battery filling thing, the dumpling latte that were not made and all that crap, you know, you know, he was setting the scene for leaving Ariana. And then um, he told, Sandoval told Schwartz that Raquel was his safe space. And then late August, after the wedding, um, that's when he told him, that's when Sandoval told him about the one night stand. And Sandoval was so surprised. He was like, late August? Late August? And he was like, like, oh, you guys did not prepare your timeline. You did not get your timeline together. You guys don't have the same. (laughs) It was so funny because... Sandoval on his one-on-one with Andy said mid-January, you know, but Schwartz is like, no, I knew in August, you told me in August. And then um, Andy asked him if when he was talking at the food truck about a crush that Rachel had, was he talking about Sandoval? And Schwartz is like, yes, I was talking about Sandoval and I was talking about Sandoval because um, he had a very deep conversation with Tom where he was saying, that now he felt more alive with Raquel, he wanted to dump Ariana, and he was in love with Raquel, and she made him feel alive and all that. And then he says that Tom and Raquel were together before glamping, that they never took a break. So you remember in the one-on-one with Andy that we just saw 10 minutes ago, Tom told us that there was the one-night stand, and then they took a break, and they got back together right before Ravocon, and that they were not together at glamping lies the lies the lies the lies my g they were together at glamping and that is why schwartz made the comment about raquel as a type guys that are taken he threw sandoval under the bus and you know before i felt bad for schwartz because he's like it's kind of messed up. I said it in every episode that I felt bad for Trump because he just had a divorce. Then he hooked up with Raquel. He can't be friends with Katie anymore. And then Sandoval has an affair with Rachel and their business, their restaurant is getting terrible reviews and no one wants to go there. So this man's life is going to, his, his life is in crisis. Like I'm afraid for him. He's like deteriorating. But no, man, you knew when you made jokes about it and you participated in conversation that would 
make Ariana look bad knowing when you knew what your best friend was doing. So I don't feel bad with him. And so then Sandoval said that, yes, he encouraged Schwartz to make out with Raquel because he wanted to put a distance between him and her. But that is not true. People, I'm glad the other cast members are not buying this. You did not say Schwartz, you did not tell Schwartz to hook up with Raquel because you were like, oh, if Schwartz hooks up with her, I won't be able to touch her again. That is not true because that's not what you did. No, you encouraged Schwartz to hook up with Raquel because you knew that it would be a good cover-up for you and her. And that is why she accepted to play the game because she's, you manipulated her in thinking that that was a good idea. So, shh. And then they ask, Andy asks about Miami girl. And uh, uh, Sandoval gives an answer that was okay with me. He says that coming out of that five years relationship with, um, with uh, what's her name? What's her name? Kristen, he wanted to feel single for a little time, but he couldn't because he was right away in a relationship with Ariana. And Ariana says, that's okay with me. I didn't care about it because, you know, that didn't matter. You know, it's not the same as the Raquel situation. We just had gotten together. I decided to forgive him. What's under the bridge, right? And then he starts to explain why Miami girl is different than Raquel. It doesn't really mean anything. And they're all like, we don't care. We don't care that we don't need you to, 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 to explain us why Miami girl happened this is like so not the topic of the day like we clearly don't care about Miami girl we're only bringing it up because you know it's a precedent but you don't need to explain Miami girl we would like to ex for you to explain Raquel it's like but I'm just trying to explain just trying to explain but we don't care and Tommy's like it points out that Miami girl and Ariana did not know each other and Lala hate him up she was like oh yeah Tom it's true you know when you start the relationship you hook up with a random girl but when you're married you hook up with the best friend right yeah tom makes no sense you know like tom is like is is delusional he can't take accountability for what he did he cannot see how terrible what he did was so he doesn't understand how to explain it he doesn't see what people are mad at him for so he over explained miami girl and he's not meaning the same is not saying the right thing you know like that's what ariana said in the call a daddy podcast she was like usually before reunions tommy and i would discuss what happened during the season and then he would explain to me what he means because sometimes when he opens his mouth he says stuff and you're like what the hell are you talking about but when he explains to you you understand so ariana would be a translator for him but here here without the translator ariana that man has no idea how to defend himself like that was very funny to see him and then he started explaining something and everyone like attacked him and told him you can't talk you can't explain anything shut up anyway um then we move on to katie and schwartz and andy asked katie why she finally decided to leave tom katie says because she finally realized that he was going to always prioritize everyone before her and then trust tried to say that's not true that's not true but it is true and she explained that she needed uh, Schwartz and Ra and Schwartz and her not to hook up with anyone in the group, in the friend group, for her mental health. It would be easier. She would not have to talk about them in interviews. She could act like nothing happened. She could act like he was not having sex with other girls. She was not having sex with the men, and everything is good. 
But Schwartz says that it's a double standard. He doesn't understand the difference between Katy having sex with men and he, him just hooking up with Raquel. But what Katy Katie points out is like, we were divorced, so I could have sex with anyone. You could have sex with anyone, just not someone I knew, just not someone I saw every day. And Schwartz really has trouble understanding the concepts of boundaries or, you know, what you don't know can't hurt you. And that is exactly what Katy was trying to say. She was trying to say, what I don't know won't hurt me, what you don't know won't hurt you. So I'll do my stuff on my side, you'll do your stuff on your side. We never bring it up and this way we can have a perfect relationship, you know? But he doesn't understand this concept. He's like, I just kissed her and you, you had sex with other guys. And she's like, but do you know the guys? Have you ever met them? Did I ever talk to you about it? No, but you just hooked up with Raquel, but she, it was right it in my face. It's just the disrespect. Anyway, anyway, and then he says, anyway, kissing Raquel was liberating. And do you know what Raquel does? She smiles. She is still, like, Raquel is a sad, sad character for me. She is still feeling like she is the shit for having two 40-year-old losers put her on a pedestal. They are losers, so even if they put you on a pedestal, that pedestal means nothing. You are not special because two failed, close-to-bankruptcy bank bar owners are seeing you as a fun-like cool girl. Don't laugh when you see that. You should feel disgusted by what you did, Raquel. But no, she's laughing. She's smiling. She's happy. Then Handy points out the fact that everyone in the group is a cheater. Lala clarifies it real quick, just like we need to clarify it for everyone on Twitter. None of them fucked their best friend, men. Okay, that is the difference. None of them were in more than five years relationship when they cheated. It was always in the beginning of a relationship. Or if they were the person that was helping cheating, they would not cheat with someone that their partner knew, nonetheless, their best friend. And that is a big difference. People on Twitter that can't see it, you guys are dumb. You lack logic. And that's all I'm saying. If you follow me and you think that, I'm sorry, you're not dumb. Please give it a like. Give it five stars if you do that podcast. <laughs> or comment. Give me a comment and explain to me why you think there's no difference between cheating with a random person and cheating with your significant other best friend. Anyway, and then they start talking about Joe. Katie calls Joe a creep. Schwartz threatened Katie with assist and desist. Assist, listen to me. Assist and desist. And I'm like, uh, like, like, Tom, we just said that you're always going to prioritize everyone before Katie. And yeah, you defend Joe way more now against Katie that you ever defended Katie in the 15 years you guys were together. It's kind of disgusting. Shorts, like, I hope the bar closed for you to, like, cease and desist. Disgusting. Then Andy asks him, why did he go on double date with Joe, Rachel, Tom, and him? And he says, we didn't go on double date. We didn't go on double date. And everyone yells, that is not true. That is not true. And that is, they went to Big Bear together. And Tom says, he went to snowboard with Sandoval to Big Bear. And Raquel, he didn't know Raquel was supposed to go to Big Bear. And uh, what's his name? James cries, Raquel does not even do snowboarding. Raquel doesn't even snowboard. She just went there to suck Sandoval's dick. 
she just went near to snowball sandoval dick oh my god that was the funniest moment because yeah raquel you're such a pick me girl like she went to big bear she went all the way to big bear knowing that she was not snowboarding in that cold ass weather just so that she could have sex with tom and that no one would know like oh and during that moment oh that was so funny tom was well schwartz was trying to tell them that it's not true it was not a double date and it was like tom tom tell them tom please tell them it was not a double date and tom was just sitting there on his chair not saying anything not helping out Schwartz because a narcissist is not gonna help the person that helped him cover up his lies when they find each other confronted um against the wall and can't escape he's gonna try to save himself and right now the best thing for tom sandoval that he can do is to shut up because every time he opens his mouth lala comes and tells him to shut the fuck up so he could not help tom schwartz and tom schwartz was like please tell them tell them help me tom 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 tell them but tom just stayed quiet he stayed silent he didn't say he didn't still he didn't say diddly nothing oh my god and then when we learned that rachel went snowboarding when she does not snowboard everyone started booing him boo boo oh my god it was so chaotic and he did not do anything to stop that he did not do anything to stop the booing to stop the cacophony can we say cacophony in english the cacophony that was happening anyway then we move on to lisa vanderpump and tom tom she said she gave them five percent of tom tom because they gave her hundred thousand dollars but they took back 50k to open schwartz and sandy's so she basically gave it to them and she's hoping that hers and ariana's relationship would not be um affected by her business relationship with tom and i'm really happy that um ariana was like you know Right now, I'm just not talking to her, and I don't know. I feel like if Lisa doesn't stop defending the Toms, Ariana will cut her off at some point, because Lisa is a woman. We already talked about it. Anyway, then we talked about, uh, we move on to Lala and Sheena. Uh, they said that the kids brought them together closer. Lala just bought a house next to Sheena. Did it bother Katie? Katie says it bothered her because had she done that, had Lala been in Katie's shoes, if Katie was friends with Sheena, she would not take it. But anyway, who cares? Who cares? Nobody cares. We only care about the scandal. Sheena apologizes to Katie though. She said that she she was blinded by what Raquel was saying. And now watching it back, she has a total different opinion. Katie was not nearly as bad as um, as what Rachel portrayed her. But in the earliest season, Sheena was bullied by Katie and Lala and Stacy and Kristen. So when Rachel told her that Katie and Lala bullied her on the girl's trip, she felt compelled to defend um, Raquel because she knew what it felt like to be bullied by the mean girl in the group and lala is mad that they're using the word bully because they're not teaching preschool they are on a reality tv show and they signed up for it and i was like yes thank you let's stop using the 
the word bully. Like I kind of want to add Candice Dillard Bassett on this one. Candice, a grown-ass woman fighting with other grown-ass women talking about they are bullying me. Ridiculous. I kind of see why Shina felt bullied more because Shina, at the time of Stacy, Caddy, and Kristen, it was real bullying. Like if, like guys, you need to rewatch those episodes. I've rewatched them. Bullies those women were. So I kind of understand where Shina is coming from, but I also agree with Lala. We need to stop allowing the word bullying to be used on Bravo. Those are grown people that sign up to be on a TV show. So of course, there's going to be people that are not nice to you. Because if everything was nice and if everyone was handling things respectfully on those shows, well, there'd be no shows because we would not turn up to watch it, okay? Anyway, Tom starts speaking up and he's trying to defend Raquel and Sheena and Lala, as usual, with James. Jumps down in throat and tells him to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You can't talk. Shut up. Yeah, you fucked your girlfriend's best friend. Shut up. Shut up. So, yeah. <laughs> And then Tom says, Rada says, I knew when I first saw Raquel that I could not trust her and that I could see that she was a snake. And Tom says, takes one to snare one. And I agree. Lala, the only reason you knew to look up for Raquel is because she was reminding you of herself. Ten times worse, but she still was reminding you of, your, of yourself. Anyway. Still love Lala, but sometimes she can be a hypocrite and a little bit self-righteous, but whatever. And then Lisa tries to defend Tom again, and Lala tells her that you have to stop. You have to stop defending Tom. <laughs> I really enjoyed that moment again. I really, really did enjoy that moment again. And then everything starts escalating. Everyone is yelling at each other. And then James goes to the bathroom again. And that's how the reunion finishes with James going to get a little bit more coke in the bathroom. Yay. So, yeah, that was a very good episode. I'm excited for um, next uh, week's reunion part two. It's going to be explosive because Raquel finally comes onto the stage. And yeah, um, I wanted to talk about the Call Me Daddy podcast after the reunion, but I think I already talked about it a lot. Like I said, we learned in the Comedy Daddy podcast that her, Ariana and Tom had sex in January. Um, he did try to break up with her, but they never finished the conversation. And when she threatened to kill herself, she was not talking about that. She said, I'm going to move out of L.A. and I'm going to quit the show because I can't go back to living in a tiny, shitty apartment in West Hollywood, you know, that would not, that's like, we're supposed to go forward, not backwards. So if you and I are breaking up, I'm moving out and I'm killing my life in LA and whatever. So that's what she meant. Um, then she said that she was just, she stayed with Tom for nine years because she was holding on to the, to the, the, the potential that the relationship had. Um, that's it. Huh? That's it. I talked about Rachel starting the rumors about them being in an open relationship. Um, Ariana knows who Tom shitted on with the other girl, but she won't tell her name. So, Ariana, why are you doing this podcast if you're not going to give us new tea? Basically, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Call Her Daddy podcast was not that interesting. We learned some things, but most of them were 
it was not a boring episode but it was a boring episode at the same time so yeah i hope you liked my episode of the podcast and uh, if you like it please give it a five star on spotify and itunes wherever you listen to that uh, to your podcast please uh, leave a review on uh, itunes and uh, follow me on uh, instagram at underscore reality horror and uh, follow me on twitter at uh, at reality horror pod thank you very much for listening and i'll see you next week bye guys <laughs>